0: The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to episode 27 of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We've missed you guys. Thank you so much for all the lovely messages you've been sending while we were on our summer break. We've said it before and we'll say it again. We are so thrilled that you've chosen to spend some of your precious wedding planning time hanging out with us. In this episode, we're tackling a subject that isn't often spoken about, but affects pretty much every single engaged couple.
1: Wedding related stress and anxiety. Claire wrote an incredible feature on the site about this last year, which I actually recommend to every engaged person I encounter. And today we're going to share some of those tips and tools for dealing with wedding related stress and anxiety, as well as tapping the brilliant mind of psychotherapist and author Stella O'Malley for her advice. Claire, I have to say, I don't think there is any email or correspondence we get from a couple where there isn't the mention of the word stress.
0: It's very easy to just like poo poo it and be like, you're planning a party, chill out. But there's a lot of at stake there's a lot of money there's a lot of logistics it's a lot of people and you're balancing it all and you've probably never done so before so it's totally understandable for people to feel overwhelmed and hopefully today's episode will give people practical tools to combat that
2: one fab day expert wedding tips
0: if you're currently engaged i'm sure you're fielding a lot of wedding advice some good some bad and some bizarre you can rest assured that any advice we send your way is foolproof. Selena
1: has chosen a solid tip to share this week. What have you got for us? So my tip this week is to, as far as possible, avoid hitting the shops in the two or three weeks before yes. the wedding, because I feel like that is when not only will you spend money that you maybe don't need to spend mm-hmm. on random things like socks that say wifey for lifey, <laughs> And sports but bras. But I need them, Selina. No, you don't need them, Claire. You don't need them. I've also want to give a shout out to the sports bras that say sweating for the wedding. Ugh. You don't, you you can use your regular workout clothes. It's yes. fine. <laughs> no, um, no. But as well as like the fact that you're kind of like slowly hemorrhaging, like little significant chunks of money. Mm-hmm. I think that can get you quite stressed out about what your wedding is as well. Like if you walk into a shop that has a big section full of, like decor with candles and lanterns and everything and you're suddenly like we don't have any candles we don't have any any of this I just think shopping shopping centers are quite stressful environment for the run up to the wedding
0: yes we flew home for our wedding and I definitely hit up duty free a little bit harder that trip because you do have a bit of a treat yourself mentality in the lead up to your wedding which is fine Mm. but when you're treating yourself every day for six weeks. It's yeah. uh, not ideal.
1: Yeah. And you can also totally treat yourself by like going for a glass of Prosecco with your mom and your sister or whatever, as opposed to, you know, wandering around the shops yeah. and driving yourself a bit mad. Mm-hmm. The One Fab Date wedding podcast. There's no two ways around it. Planning a wedding can be a stress inducing experience between the overwhelming to do list, the family drama and the pressure to look your very, very, very best. It's a pretty trying time, even for the most well-adjusted of spaces to be. Of course, there are
0: many different levels of wedding-related stress. For some, wedding planning is mildly frustrating. For others, though, it's an amplifier of long-term anxiety. Our aim with this episode is to give you some practical tools for dealing with wedding planning stress wherever you fall on this spectrum. And we're going to start by putting some of the big questions to Stella O'Malley, who is a psychotherapist and author of the book, Fragile, Why We Feel More Anxious, Stressed and Overwhelmed Than Ever. Thank you for joining us, Stella. Hello there. We wanted to get started by asking you what the warning signs are as to whether or not you need to see a counsellor or a psychotherapist to manage your anxiety. Obviously, stress is very common, but when, when it might be something more?
2: Well, I always like the rule of thumb that if, if you're starting to wonder, should I see somebody, that's when you should see somebody. Because I kind of, I'm a great believer in nipping it in the bud. Why, why make it until you're absolutely wrecked and really, really distressed? But if you saw somebody maybe six weeks before that Mm. you, you wouldn't have such a mountain to climb when you're getting better. And kind of in the interest of self-compassion, I I wish it wasn't a case of I'm at such a terrible stage, I'm seeing somebody. I wish it was more like, you know what, I could do with a bit of extra support and I'm going to see somebody. So I'd rather we we did it more often. And maybe it's not a case of, it's more like an NCT. If you follow me, you go and see Mm -hmm. somebody, you might just have a few sessions and then you leave it go. And then you you might be fine for a while and then it could come and get you again and you go and have a few sessions again.
0: And what would be your tips for someone who's combating wedding planning related stress?
2: It's a nice perspective to say, you know, what will this feel like in 10 days, in 10 weeks, 10 months and 10 years? It's a nice way of giving you a bit of perspective. Because what we want to remember from our wedding is fond memories. And some of them will be part of, I know my own wedding, the wedding cake was a disaster. And mm-hmm. I still can't talk about it without laughing. And that's what we, we, we should remember, that bring in, the, bring in the, the messes as part of the crazy memories. As opposed to trying to get something perfect is a kind of a perfect recipe for, for anxiety and not enjoying it. And there's a sense of joylessness that comes when you try to get something perfect. Mm. And you you can get it perfect or you can have it joyful, but you can't have both.
1: And one of the things we hear, Stella, from couples a lot is that they feel very overwhelmed by the amount of work that goes into planning a wedding. And I know you've written about that in your book at length. Is there any sort of key takeaways that you can give us for dealing with that feeling of having a million things on your to-do list?
2: And you do, people do have a million things on on their to-do list. And sometimes it's it's very helpful to write a done list so yes. when you're looking at the to-do list, in your <laughs> yeah, you write what you've done. And also when you're writing what you've done, you can start looking at, you know, the way they often say, do the thing you're most dreading first, mm-hmm. get that over with. And, you know, there's a great line in publishing where they say, don't get it perfect, get it in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really good for weddings. Don't try and get it perfect, just get it in. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for perfection, remember, well, you're going to lose joy because with perfection comes joylessness. Mm. And so you, you've got a choice of one or the other. And it does, it, that kind of brings, especially brides to be up short because they are looking for a joyful day. They just lose sight of it. Yeah. And so when they're reminded of the choice, yeah, you can have joyful or you can have perfect, you can't have both. I think that makes them, oh, right, okay, that's quite a stark choice.
0: And speaking of losing sight, obviously you're planning this big party, but the meaning behind it is the fact that you get married ideally at the end of it to your other half. Have you any tips for maintaining a healthy relationship with your partner during the course of wedding planning?
2: Don't think you know everything because I feel especially and I'm a woman and I'm a feminist, but sometimes the women tend to kind of discard the man's contribution Mm. and kind of think they know better and men just don't get it and they just don't understand it, and they kind of drive over the man, and it can be very demoralising for the men and it can be very alienating. Now, I'm like I like I say, I am a feminist, and I do know that women are better at the details. But presuming you know better and you know everything, it just it, it creates a really bad vibe within the marriage. It really does, mm. and you know what I mean. Not to think you know better than everybody else.
1: And another common complaint we hear is that people get a little bit stressed because they're find it hard not to compare themselves and their wedding to other people's weddings be it their friends' weddings or people on Instagram or whatever is that something you see a lot
2: yeah they say compare and despair <laughs> and yeah. it's, a, it's a good line because if you go and start comparing if you don't know what happened to make that photo lovely but we all have experience of gorgeous photo horrible memories we, we all have that and we all have the opposite, which is crazy photo, but uh, a <laughs> lovely memory. So this idea that like these perfect photos equal to these lovely memories, it's just not true. We all know it. We all know what people did to get that child looking perfect at that second. And it often wasn't very nice. You know, Instagram has been shown by Time magazine as the worst for our mental health. And I can wow. see why, because, yeah, the pics that went through all the social media and Instagram was identified as the one that makes us most distressed which is like what you wouldn't think Mm. because it's so benign. And yet what we're doing is we are comparing and despairing and we're presuming that there's all these people out there who get these lovely photos without pain. And I would say, no, you you don't get lovely photos without pain. It takes a lot of effort to get a lovely photo.
0: Yeah, it sure does. We hear a lot of couples tell us that weddings conjure up a lot of family drama or kind of long-lying family conflicts and would you have any advice for couples who are experiencing conflict with their families
2: it does because again it's the it's the it's the the hope for perfection when families are messy mm-hmm. and we're not perfect and they're very often blended families and sisters who don't get on and stepfathers and things like that i do think good enough is good enough and i know nobody wants to hear that when they're mm-hmm. talking about their wedding and yet uh, you know, keep your eye on the real goal, and the real goal is to have a really good time with mm. the people you love. Mm. And it, this idea of, oh, but I can't put them together, part of me thinks if they're adults, let them put whoever wants together and just presume that there'll be a certain level of civilised behaviour, mm. as opposed to trying to covering all the bases. So, you know, Joe can't speak with Sean and Amy can't go anywhere near Susan. I wouldn't overmanage that. I just think that's the adults. And Mm. Do you know what I mean? Look after your own shop, if you follow me. Look after your own joy. And that permeates. If you're in good form, if the host you're in good form and not looking anxiously at other people, it really does impact every party. It's not just a wedding. It impacts everything. And if they're not, if they're tense and anxious, it creates a kind of a vibe Mm. that people are quicker to react. So the best thing you could do for your wedding, for everybody else to have fun, is to have fun yourself.
1: Absolutely. And one thing we say often to couples is that if you are sick to the teeth of talking about your wedding, it's mm. totally okay for you to say, listen, I'm up to here with the wedding now, but I'd love to hear about you. Would you agree that yeah. it's, it's fair enough to give yourself permission to, you know,
2: cut it out? I- Green more because it's almost like when a baby is coming or when you're doing exams and everybody just mindlessly asks you about it mm-hmm. and they don't realise you're actually just adding notch by notch by notch, death by a thousand cuts, stress onto somebody, every single mindless question. So how's the wedding plans? And that person doesn't realise, yeah, you're the seventh person today and it's adding to my stress. So have a kind of a prepared sentence with, oh, I'm wedding down, I'm giving myself a break for it. Yes. And no, I'm not talking about it. Like, mm. definitely, give yourself time out, and you'd have to take control of that because people will just ask you mindlessly. They don't mm. really care about your wedding. What <laughs> they want to do is just get the conversation going, mm. and they'll ask you that as an easy. It's the same as when you have a baby; always oh, the baby sleeping through the night. Nobody cares. Mm. They just ask it, but it puts pressure on the new mother.
0: That's a really good tip because I do think having a go-to line is definitely yeah, a, a piece of advice fair, we'd but, often give. We've had a few, a couple of couples get in touch with us once or twice who say to us that they're so stressed out they're considering pulling the plug entirely and eloping. How do you know when you've reached that point um, and how how can you either come back from it or when do you know to make the decision?
2: You know it by the fact that if it comes into your mind and it's like, wow, that's a crazy thought, I have to sort myself out. But generally I would say nearly check your tummy. Because your tummy is telling you the truth. If you're kind of saying it, I know quite a few people have come to me in my practice and they said, I knew before the wedding, I knew this was wrong and I went with it. And I would say your tummy isn't really lying. I hate to be sound all flaky, but there's something within you. Yeah, there's that a lot to kind say of, about gut feeling, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would check your gut and see what it says. I would also go out with your your partner and I would have a quiet meal where you discuss it, a real honesty of, where are we, are we losing sight here? Are we, have we gone mad here? And if that's not possible, that's a really bad sign for your wedding and your marriage. If it's not possible for the two of you to chat out, rather than inside in your house, because it will just filter away, but you actually go out to discuss it, in a restaurant or in a pub that would be a real sign that you you can manage it or not
1: Mm. yeah that's a great first step and then obviously there's loads of people who maybe don't experience uh, a ton of anxiety in the run up to their wedding but on the day of there's jitters and nerves and all of that do you have any um words of wisdom on that
2: and um, be careful about who's around you, because there's certain people who will always make you tense and maybe have, you know, the people who calm you down. They could be your friend, more likely your friends will calm you down and your family will stress mm. you out. <laughs> and have that identified before the day. So you might say, listen to your friend, Susan, Susan, will you keep an eye on me? And if I'm looking agitated, will you make sure that I get a bit of space on my own? That you follow me, that you, you kind of yeah. have it earmarked before it happens, that you could know that your mother-in-law is going to make you tense. And if you have her around all morning, by one o'clock you've lost it. (laughs) Do do, do you know what I mean? That's the people around you. I would say you'll be all right in yourself if you get get the right people around you. You have too much of the wrong people around you. you lose yourself. you lose yourself in the madness. And that's, I'd say, your good friends, whether they're bridesmaids or just good friends, to say, will you keep an eye on me because X, Y, and Z could drive me batty and I won't know what I'm
1: doing. Yes, that is very solid advice. Stella, thank you so much for chatting to us today. Thank you. Thank you very much. And to learn more about Stella O'Malley and her work, you can head over to her website, stellaomalley.com, where you'll also find information about her books. Sally gave us some incredible expert advice there, but we couldn't leave the topic without adding in a few tips of our own. Am I right, Selena? Yes. I mean, there are just some areas of wedding planning where like really practicalities have to come into it as mm. much as the broader stress management advice is helpful.
0: Yeah. Obviously, we're in no way experts. And if you're feeling in any way overwhelmed, you should absolutely go to an expert. But in terms of just dealing with the day-to-day anxieties that will arise... There's definitely some coping mechanisms that anyone can have in their arsenal. So one of the tips Stella said, which I would absolutely vouch for, is to anticipate
1: your anxiety and have tools in place or plans to work around it. Yes, start thinking about the triggers for you, like whether it's, you know, being around a lot of people, maybe some people find the getting ready portion of a wedding day um kind of off-putting and you can totally do away with that you can get ready on your own or with your partner Um, for some people it could be giving a speech or it could be you know if you have any food issues it could be the meal try and figure out what it is for you on the wedding day and in the run-up that might actually cause you all this stress and figure out ways to work around it because as we always say here there's a get around for everything in weddings there's nothing to say that you have to have any single element of the wedding on your day So you'll definitely find a way to kind of avoid it, or at least ease whatever is going to be causing you stress.
0: Our next tip is something that I keep
1: repeating; it's very close to my heart. Be decisive. Claire has is like (laughs) five minutes on my head. Claire is five minutes away from like constructing, (laughs) probably crocheting a flag that says "Be decisive" on it with some (laughs) little appliqué flowers. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to tell people to be decisive because if you naturally aren't, obviously, yeah. it, it's, it might be like telling someone to relax when it just yes, stresses them. Yeah, is not more. helpful.
0: But I do think the amount of choice involved in weddings is so overwhelming that if you can cut some of that
1: out or at least
0: hasten through it, you'll definitely come out the other side a lot less stressed.
1: Yeah. My number one favourite tip on this topic is to set a fake deadline. If you feel like a fake deadline that you set for yourself isn't motivation enough, go to someone else in the wedding party or your partner or something and just say to them listen send me an email on Monday morning and don't like let up until I've replied to say yes I've Mm. booked a photographer.
0: Yeah we're often talking about jobs to give bridesmaids and groomsmen and they're always kind of things like make up a bathroom basket or an emergency kit but actually really practical things you can ask them is to call you up on these
1: things and and enforce your decisiveness if you can't do it yourself. That's defo one of my fave tips another thing that Stella hit on is comparison being the thief of joy and obviously you want your wedding day to be all about joy so yeah you might need to give the old Instagram a little bit of a heave ho for a couple of weeks in the run up to the wedding
0: yeah and likewise weddings you're at in person don't start looking around and thinking oh we don't have I don't know a dessert table Mm. or our ceremony is not going to be like this one or whatever. You have to stand firm in the decisions you've made and realise that your day is going to be amazing in its own unique way and not get hung up on the little details
1: of someone else's. Yeah and if if people are chatting to you at weddings about your own and they're going oh god Jesus is this, this is going to be you now in a few months and you're just not really comfortable with it, Mm-mm. you know definitely give yourself permission to you know back out of that conversation or to completely change the subject Yeah, if you don't want someone to be asking you about you know your budget when you're at a very expensive wedding or something like that because it's it's not ideal it's not nice speaking of budgets finances are obviously a huge source of stress for couples and
0: obviously there are lots of different ways around that but I think the main takeaway if you're already invested in your wedding is to set a wide contingency
1: yeah, so we are always reevaluating the figure that we give on this. So, started at ten percent, it's now around twenty. Well, currently, I think our official line is like twelve point five percent is a good contingency mm. for your budget to set aside for emergencies and other things where you go over budget. But if you're someone who tends to get stressed about money. Um, I feel yeah I'm that person too or if you're really feel like you're really going to be struggling after the wedding if there's any kind of money issues at the forefront of your mind you can definitely up that to 15 or 20 percent.
0: Yeah it'll absolutely put you at ease and it'll mean if there are unexpected expenses that arise through the course of your planning you'll just take them in your stride and they're not going to keep you awake at night.
1: Yeah you'll have the freedom to be like actually I don't care that there's been a disaster with the cake because I have 300 euro here that I can now use on this problem
0: I think it's worth as well just letting everyone know that most couples go over budget so if you've seen people have these stunning weddings and they seem to have done it on a shoestring they probably haven't there's probably cost behind it in some way or other and know that most couples do go over budget so not to beat yourself up about it Mm. if you do and setting a wide contingency will definitely help
1: with that I would like to personally call out all of those articles you see where it's like This couple planned a wedding for €222.45. Like, that's not a thing. Did the guests
0: go home hungry? Probably.
1: Yeah, like, (laughs) did they ask people to bring, like, a salad in a box? Like, no, that's probably not realistic. And also let them off if they want to have a salad box kind of yes. wedding. It's probably not most people's idea of a good time. We should probably send people in the direction of our budget breakdowns on
0: the site so we have surveyed over 100 real couples about their wedding budgets and they've shared them on the site. So they do go from 2,000 up to I think the highest one's 75,000 mm-hmm. euro and it goes through step by step what they spent their money on. and it gives you a really good indication of if you've got ten thousand to spend, how other couples allocated it, and that might help you combat your stress a bit and see how other couples dealt with their finances yeah and
1: there's no tabloid weddings in there where like the bride made her dress out of a trash bag or any of that nonsense they're real weddings real gorgeous weddings where everyone had a great time
0: the next tip we have is something that we feel very strongly about because we have a whole segment of our podcast dedicated to it
1: it's taking time away from wedding planning I think it's a good idea to even put like a reminder on your phone or something or a little space in your calendar to do this at least once a week Mm. because it's so easy to go oh, I just have so many things to book this week, I'm just going to power through and I'll worry about me next week and then suddenly it's your wedding day and you've done nothing and you're really resentful of all the wedding planning you've done.
0: Yeah, I think it's nice if you say like, Friday nights are a planning-free zone and either you go out with your pals or you go out on a date or do something, but you don't even mention the wedding.
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, if you need to do that at certain occasions, like family occasions or whatever, you can totally be like, listen, we're not talking about the wedding for a while because we've, you know, parked that, but... How are
0: you? What's yes. going on with you? And likewise, maybe turn off your email notifications on your phone so you're not... yeah, especially
1: them. for the old wedding email account. Now, another thing that we say often is it's a good idea to plan your wedding as if you're getting married a month before you actually are. Yeah. Just because then you know that you have a month to deal with anything that comes up, which inevitably things come up mm. that, you know, delay you in all of your various wedding planning endeavours?
0: Yeah, this one is always my number one wedding tip. It's the thing I tell every single couple when they ask me for advice. It means that all the final details of things that tend to get rushed, like say buying your mum a present to say thanks for helping with the flowers or doing the ceremony booklet or arranging the table plan can all be done a few weeks out and a meet so you can really really enjoy the last few weeks and have zero stress
1: yeah and the last few weeks are when you should be having quality time with your families especially people who are traveling to your wedding from abroad yeah it could be really nice to spend a bit of time with them seeing as they've come such a long way
0: yeah just like 24
1: 7 manis massages and tan appointments i love it mm, the dream I mean, I want that to be my life now, but (laughs) I just have to get married every month for it to happen. Exactly. Spelling things out for your guests. Mm. So a cause of stress in the run up to the wedding can be getting a message from someone like the day before your wedding saying like, oh, where's the venue again? Or, you know, your mom saying like spamming you with like hundreds of picture messages with different mother of the bride (laughs) outfits. And you're like, I'm having enough of a stressful time trying to pick my own outfit, ma'am. so if you can you know find a way to put loads of information about your wedding somewhere where it's easily accessible for your guests personally we love the wedding website for yes. this you can put a lovely FAQ up there with yeah, all the questions our answered. We, a
0: few of our friends recently have had FAQs and they're so handy. Yeah, And they've every single thing you could anticipate asking. Like one of our friends even had a, are you changing your name after the wedding? Just meant she doesn't have to feel that question, which is handy.
1: Yeah, which was great because that's one of those questions that might get you a bit stressed out because you might be like, oh, are they judging me? Or, what? Mm-hmm. you know, you don't know how what people's intention is behind it. So any questions like that that you're a bit nervous about answering be it children are you having children at the wedding or anything like that stick it up on the faq and then you know that you know at the very worst you can say to people well it was on the wedding website if you
0: want to take a look yep i'm all about that i think yeah in any way you can arm your guests with as much information as possible in the lead up to your wedding means that you're dealing with less questions in the last few days and weeks
1: it's almost like having a wedding personal assistant except it's just a website I mean, that works, right? Sure. (laughs) I just feel like you can be like, you know, Sinead will deal with this. Yes. You can just divert all questions to the wedding website.
0: Yeah, just have the link saved in your bookmarks and just send it to anyone who asks you something.
1: Spam your mom right back with links to the wedding website. Love it. Um, Another thing that obviously comes up a lot is... Anxiety related to how you will look on your wedding day, Mm -hmm. which is a big thing. We've done a whole episode about it already. Um, And this one, you know, you can't fix um, body image issues with one handy tidbit of a tip. But I suppose our advice here is know that you're gorgeous. Know that your partner is so excited to marry you. You're a slamming hottie. Yeah. Know that you are the most gorgeous incarnation of yourself because you are probably the happiest incarnation Mm -hmm. of yourself on this day. And... Yeah, try not to get caught up in that whole world and try to, you know, block the ads that are telling you you need pre-wedding Botox or whatever that nonsense might be.
0: If you're having anxiety around this, I'd absolutely recommend going back and listening to our episode with Louise McSherry because we came out of it on
1: the other side feeling like we were glowing and we're not even getting married. When we chatted to Louise, I actually felt lighter afterwards. As well as giving you permission to like do all these things, she gives you such practical tips for how to sort of cut out that negativity in your Mm -hmm. life so like refusing to get involved in diet chat no matter who the person is following people who look like you on instagram is a really good one i got a lot from that
0: and also i think just identifying what your triggers are and avoiding Mm. them particularly in the last week when you just want to be in a happy place yeah exactly speaking of happy places don't get involved in drama.
1: This is so hard because obviously you're not the source of the drama, but it's worth saying again that you can kind of let the drama happen around you and swirl around you and you don't have to get involved with it. Yeah, if If your mom isn't talking to your aunt,
0: you can still invite your aunt and as soon as your mom brings it up, just don't entertain it. Just let her wax on and you just go about your wedding planning business.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to be said for kind of sitting there going, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, 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 and like listening away to whoever is whining about whichever other person in the wedding party is driving them up the wall Yeah, but just not taking it in and just not taking it on yourself as if oh this is my problem I have to fix this conflict that's been in this family for 40 years you don't
0: yeah and obviously it's easier said than done if people are throwing around threats and they're not coming to the wedding if he's coming to the wedding I understand that it gets really complicated but if in any way it's possible for you to just step away from it and let it all happen And as Zella said, the likelihood is people behave themselves on the day and they Mm. all rein it in and they act like adults and know that that will happen on the day or at least trust that it will, more than likely it will.
1: And if anything does kick off, you're honestly not likely to know about it on the day. No, you'll be in your happy wedding bubble and someone will tell you about it in two weeks and you'll go, oh God, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, exactly. Which is the ideal. So yeah, keep that at the forefront of your mind if anything arises. And I suppose prepare yourself as well for the fact that someone... Over the course of wedding planning, we'll have an opinion on what you're doing that will rile you up and just get ready to, you know, let that flow like water off a duck's back because other people's opinions are none of your business.
0: A tip that I try to apply to lots of things, but is especially true for weddings is decide to enjoy it. Like actively decide I'm going to really love the next month of my life if you're in the last few weeks and enjoy every minute and embrace the chaos and let the rest of it go over my head.
1: Yeah, take a moment maybe every day or particularly every day when you're doing some kind of wedding planning admin to just stop and go, oh my God, I'm in this position where I'm getting to plan this huge party and try and feel grateful for it. And I know it sounds silly, but actually like forcing yourself to have that minute Mm. can actually really help you kind of see the wood through the trees or see how what a lovely thing it is that you're doing and yeah. how you know as much as okay it's totally valid that it will be a stressful process it's an exciting time and it's a time that you know you will be able to enjoy yeah people get so swept up you know when when you ask
0: someone oh how are you getting on with the wedding planning and they say oh it's really stressful or I'm really tired or oh, i'm dealing with this thing with my mom or whatever
1: mm.
0: and i That's all completely valid. But I think when you come out the other side and you look back on this time, it was actually probably mostly lovely. And you're not really seeing that for all the stress and potential anxiety about how the day will go. So I think forget about worrying about how the day will go for a minute and just enjoy the idea that, oh, today I met up with my sister and my mum and we went for tea and we talked about the wedding. Or tomorrow I'm meeting... I don't know, the photographer and that's going to be really fun and to just at every interval yeah just really soak it up and enjoy it and have fun with it
1: that is such a valid point claire about you automatically going to the negative like it's like when you get off a plane and someone asks you how your flight was and you're like oh it was the worst thing ever i feel like i'm a shriveled up raisin the food was awful and then <laughs> what you should really be saying is it was a miracle i flew through the air and now i landed safely here in a different place yeah uh, so, yeah, that's definitely something that I'm going to take away. I think culturally we have this default.
0: You know, if someone asks how's work, you say, oh, yeah, grand, it's very busy. And yeah. you, you just automatically feel like you have to say you're really busy or you're really stressed when actually maybe works fine that week and you're just taken away and it's yeah. grand.
1: It is rare to hear someone say, oh, do you know what? It's great. I'm really enjoying planning the wedding, even though that's probably what quite a high percentage of people feel
0: it is it's such a lovely time and everyone is really invested in you and in your relationship and yeah definitely I think people should embrace it a bit more
1: and on that note the details are something that can really I suppose throw you in wedding planning Mm. it's something that we often hear couples say after the fact when they're talking to us about their real wedding that they sweated the small stuff and they don't think that that was warranted and they think that that's the biggest piece of advice they could give. Another couple is don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah It's easy to kind of think like I've heard couples say I don't I don't have enough details. And I'm like, what does that even mean? You know, you're getting married. You've got flowers. You've got cake. You've got food. You've got dancing. You've got a band. Like, those are all amazing, huge details. You've got plenty. I think what they mean is like, I don't feel like I'm tying enough ribbon to things. (laughs) But don't
0: worry about the ribbon. It's okay if you haven't had to tie ribbon.
1: (laughs) If you're not that kind of person, you know... You don't need to worry about having loads of aesthetic extras in your wedding. And if you are that kind of person, be realistic about what you can achieve. Yeah, because I was very much
0: into the details and aesthetics and I'm glad I did it because it was fun and I enjoyed it. But the minute I found myself getting caught up on it being silly and I did, there were one or two things where now I look back and I'm like, that was ridiculous. I could have just cut that. I do think it's important to yeah take a step back and have a word with yourself and say and do that thing that Stella said about looking forward in 10 days, 10 weeks mm. how will I feel about this and if you're going to be like well that was really silly and everyone threw my ribbon on the floor and didn't
1: give it a second thought yeah, then maybe you should go to bed and not stay up till 3 in the morning tying ribbon yeah and then You can also kind of think about if it was another kind of party, would you care about this? Yeah. So if it was your 30th birthday party or if it was your wedding anniversary in 10 years, you know, would you feel silly about freaking out about a small detail? Yeah.
0: Like I'm planning my dad's 70th at the moment and I'm ridiculously laid back about it and it's in only a few weeks and I've a lot to plan and... But I'm, I'm in no way, I'm yeah. completely unfazed by it in the same way that if I had this much to do this close to my wedding, I would have been freaking out. And I do think it's important to keep a bit of perspective. Obviously, it's an important day and you want it to be great, but try and think of it as you've got this great crowd, everyone will be rooting for you. If they are a bit hungry or if they are a bit cold or they are waiting mm-hmm. a little while for something, they'll be the most sympathetic bunch of people you yes. could ever want.
1: No one's going to get angry because your napkins aren't the same shade as the bridesmaids dresses. They certainly won't. (laughs) Um, Another thing that we've talked about on a whole episode of the podcast is making things equal across you and your partner. So that's obviously a huge source of stress for people if they feel like they're doing everything, their partner Mm -hmm. isn't doing anything and they're, you know, having the same day. It should be 50-50 ideally. And they feel like they're a big chump doing all the work.
0: Yeah, so we would always advise, again, we've talked about this at length, but it's always worth bringing up again to find tools or mechanisms that work within your relationship for you both to end up pulling your weight. So we've spoken before about Trello, which we really like. It's a task management tool um, that helps you divvy up the jobs. It might be a list that you handwrite yourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever works to make sure that you're both pulling your weight and have a conversation, have a sit down about it. If one of you feels more overwhelmed, discuss it with your other half because it could be that they're completely oblivious or they could be feeling overwhelmed too and you just need to have a chat about it together.
1: For some couples, that could be throwing money at the problem and hiring a planner to do Mm. a lot of the admin in the run-up and on the day. I read an interview with someone once where they were asked for their advice on a good marriage and they said getting a cleaner once a week. (laughs) And even though that might seem like you know, not that much money or whatever in the scale of this person who is obviously rich enough to be interviewed mm-hmm. in a newspaper. Uh, it probably saved them like decades of conflict. Yeah, if you're going to have a weekly row over there being toothpaste on the sink,
0: yeah. why not throw money at that?
1: Yeah, so that's an option as well if you have a bit extra in the budget Yeah, and you're short on time.
0: Another tip that we often give is to feel your feelings around here. So I think it's worth just shouting out and letting everyone know that it's okay to have a meltdown you're yeah. not we hate the word bridezilla and I think so many brides in particular have this block that they feel like oh I have to be chill all the time and I have to pretend I'm not phased by this and if I have a freak out everyone will call me bridezilla you're not a bridezilla you're someone who's overwhelmed by a situation and it's okay to have a bit of a freak out about it
1: yeah I feel a lot from brides in particular that they have this idea that they're meant to be really really chilled out and they are trying to emphasize to me so much how chilled out they are mm. and I just want to be like oh relax like honestly if you said I'm so stressed out I'm literally tearing my hair out I'd be like grand I wouldn't judge you society will judge you because society judges you <laughs> on everything um but the people who love you and the people who are close to you won't mind if you have a little bit of a rant once in a while and obviously you know don't go to your most unfortunate friend and talk the ear off her for an hour about your wedding when she's got some other massive issue in her life but it's definitely okay for you to call up a mate once in a while and say oh god it's just it's just driving me mad can we just have a little chat about it and then yeah. you'll feel much better i also think going to bed is a great remedy for yeah. When you're in like a real Narky mood in relation to Feeling overwhelmed or stressed It's a good thing I find to tell myself Look I'm going to go to bed tonight And tomorrow will be a new day As Carla O'Hara said <laughs> And tomorrow I'll feel energised And I'll be able to like Take on the to-do list again Yes I often say don't try and Don't send any emails If you're in that
0: overwhelmed space Because they may not come across As your mm, best self Good tip So I think yeah have Have your rant If you need to have a meltdown, have a meltdown. Cry if you need to, it's okay. Mm. But then, yeah, sleep on it, take a deep breath, go to bed, have a bath, whatever you need. And then the next morning, tackle your emails. Because if you're replying to a venue coordinator or a baker or whoever, um, and you're in a bad place, they're not going to be best place to help you solve a problem. You can draft the email, just don't send it. Yes.
1: And our final tip is for extreme cases. Yes. So know that you can always pull the plug on the wedding and elope. Or you can always, as a friend of mine did, pull the plug on the big country house wedding and go for something smaller in the city when you realise, you know what, I'm not actually able for all this planning.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's absolutely no shame in downsizing your wedding. A lot of couples find that it just gets bigger than them and bigger than they had ever intended and just snowballs and all of a sudden you realise you're planning a dinner for 200 in the country followed by a day two or a day mm-hmm. three yeah. and you actually just wanted a weekend away with your pals. Obviously there are cost implications to cancelling a wedding um. so it's not something you should do lightly at all. It's something that should be really considered. Talk to your other half about it Try not to invite too much conversation from other people I think Mm. it's the sort of thing as Stella said you have to go with your gut and if you really really feel like it's not what you want and it's not too late to back out then you absolutely should
1: yeah and there may be an alternate plan for you that isn't necessarily like super cheap or super quote-unquote laid back but it might be just that there isn't as much work for you to do. So Mm -hmm. if you've maybe gone exclusive hire with your venue and there's a lot of stuff that you have to do on the ground or a marquee wedding where you're trying to like figure out port and kitchen equipment to hire, it's totally okay. You know, as long as you've considered the implications financially and otherwise to decide, you know, a few months in, okay, maybe I need to go back to the drawing board and see if there's an alternative here for me, if things are particularly teddy in the anxiety department. Yeah.
0: So hopefully these tips have helped you along with Stella's amazing advice. But as always if you're feeling overwhelmed as Stella said maybe if you need to check in with yourself before you get to the point of being overwhelmed then definitely seek out help. The run up to your wedding is always a good time to while you're doing all your maintenance of your hair and your nails and your skin why not do a mental health maintenance too and maybe see a counselor and have a chat with them about anything you're feeling worried about.
1: Yeah, and that will just give you the confidence then to go into wedding planning knowing that, you know, you're on top of it. You're at least, you've given yourself the option to, you know, go back to the counsellor on any given week if you're feeling a little bit up to nine. One fab day listener dilemmas. We've reached the part of the show where we dig into our digital mailbag and fish out one of your wedding related queries. So Claire you've chosen this week's listener dilemma I believe? I have. This listener writes in,
0: my sister has shown me a picture of the dress she bought for my wedding and although it's not a wedding dress it's pretty close. It's white and knee length and kind of bridalish. It's the sort of dress a bride would wear to a civil ceremony or a city hall wedding. She's really excited about it so obviously I don't want to wreck her buzz but at the same time I know she can easily find another dress that isn't so bridal am I being unreasonable to ask her to return the dress and get another one
1: I don't I uh, I have many feelings on this so Mm. I was at a wedding recently where I actually started thinking at about half nine oh that girl over there is basically wearing a wedding dress and I hadn't noticed all day she was wearing like a white lace dress with like a chiffon pleaty skirt and she had her hair up so In another room, she might have been misconstrued as the bride. Yes. But because the bride was very bridal, it sort of... Nobody noticed. Yes.
0: I would say to the listener, it depends on what she's wearing. So if she's wearing a full-on gown, her sister beside her in the knee-length dress won't look anything remotely like a bride. But if she's having a city hall wedding and wearing that kind of a style dress, then I think it's totally fair enough to ask her sister to maybe look for something new.
1: Yeah, and this might be one to delegate as well. I know you don't want to necessarily cause conflict, but... I think your sister or another female relative should take one for the team here. <laughs> and if you chat to them about it, they might say it. Because it might Drop actually... little hint. It might sound better coming from them as well. Yes. If they're like, oh, did you not think now that that's going to be a bit bridal? And probably your sister actually didn't think that at all.
0: Yeah, it sounds like if she's excited about the dress and she's shown you a picture, there's obviously no malice there. It's just a
1: unfortunate <laughs> coincidence
0: that she's bought something that looks bridal. I'm sure she didn't mean anything by it so yeah I think it's a matter of how it will sit in the context of your wedding as opposed to how it would
1: look in a registrar's office because that's completely different yeah yeah definitely so think about your address first and then outsource that task
2: we're gathered here in the sight of God and this casino to join Homer and Orange in holy matrimony beautiful next now step away
0: from the spreadsheets as we said earlier on the show, taking time away from the wedding spreadsheets and the to-do lists is so important. And this week, it's Selena's turn to recommend a fun activity for you to try when the admin is getting to be too much.
1: So my recommendation this week is to plan a phone-free date with your other half. Now, I know digital detoxes are a thing now, mm-hmm. and it's like you can go away to like the middle of the countryside and sleep in bunk beds in like an old school and... Turn off everything. But and if you didn't put it office. on Instagram, did it even happen? <laughs> well, I... The reason I know about digital detoxes is because people have then come back from them (laughs) and put it on Instagram. Uh, But I think it's fair to also do mini digital detoxes Mm -hmm. as well. So something that I've just been playing around with in the last few weeks is when I get home from work, I leave my phone just on the kitchen table and I don't really go back to it until I'm going to bed to plug it in to charge. Um, And that's actually made quite a big difference to like how much conversation I'm making with my other half. Um, So I think that would be a nice thing to do with the person you're about to marry to have uh, a date where you just say, oh, leave your phone, like, at home. We're heading to the restaurant, we're heading to the bar, or whatever, but yeah. we're leaving our phone in the kitchen. You know, people will be able to reach you somehow if anything happens don't worry about being disconnected
0: yeah that's very rarely an actual emergency it's just probably me instagramming you about something i've seen
1: jamil jamil say or busy phillips's 40th birthday party. that's always what it is in my case that claire <laughs> sent me that so if you have a claire in your life who tends to do <laughs> that don't worry about her she'll still be there in the morning yeah I will. um yeah i think this is a really good tip and i hope you're going to do a claire i will i promise are you sure? I am. What about Jamila Jamil? What if she does something cool or wears a nice crop top? I'll I'll catch up when I get back. That's the spirit.
2: The One Fab Date wedding podcast.
0: That's a wrap on episode 28 of the One Fab Day wedding podcast. We really hope it's been a helpful one. We love hearing your feedback and reading your questions, so drop us a line at hello at onefabday.com or slide into our DMs on social. We're at One Day on all the major social channels.
1: Please help us spread the word about the podcast by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or sending a link to anyone you know who might enjoy it. It really helps us to find new listeners. And don't forget to head over to onefabday.com for your daily fix of wedding inspiration and information. We've got new features going up every single day, everything from rare weddings to dress inspiration to handy checklists and everything in between. See you there. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast.